This Table Talk is made possible by Chronic and Mighty, a newsletter from TheMighty.com. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined by... I'm Shruti. I'm Melissa. I'm Carla. And today, we're going to be talking about pain scales. As a quick summary, pain scales are the thing that at doctor's office, they go, please rate your pain on a scale from 1 to 10. First question, how do you feel about pain scales? You know, I've always found them very tricky. Like, how do you put a number on something that feels so different for everyone? It's not like you're measuring temperature or something. Pain is way more personal than that. So I've always felt quite uncomfortable and uncertain about pain scales. What about you, Melissa? So I really hate pain scales. Definitely my villain origin story. And part of that, I think, is self-inflicted because I somehow have gotten it in my head that having a high pain tolerance makes you seem stronger, makes you stronger. I think I've hurt myself with pain scales by underrating my pain, either because I want to seem like I'm stronger than I am. So yeah, I hate them. I hate them a lot. I prefer the ones with the little smiley faces. I think they're easier to get right. Yeah, I think I definitely feel that too. I feel like it's a weird childhood pride thing. Ooh, I can be pinched the hardest, like the weird childhood games you play where you just inflict pain on each other for fun because that's seemingly a thing that children like to do. It really stems from that, in my opinion. But Carla, what about you? How do you feel about pain scales? I have a weird relationship with pain scales because it depends on what part of the body, the injury or whatever is happening. If it is below the nerve damage, what should be a 10 is going to be a 3 or a 4. If the same thing happened above the nerve damage, it's going to be a 10. To me, it's just completely inaccurate, again, depending on where the problem is. Pretty strong feelings about how we feel about pain scales. I agree. I don't feel like they're super relevant. I feel like they could be for somebody who is not used to any kind of pain and is having some sort of maybe an acute illness or something that go into the doctors and that might be more accurate for them. But I think as is very common on the mighty and I think for all of us here, pain is a little bit more commonplace in our day to day. So I'm curious, kind of knowing your perception and your feelings and some of the things you've already shared, how have they either helped you or hurt you in the past? I know they're supposed to help. That's the point for the doctors to understand what level of pain you're at and then devise a treatment based on that. It's not like pain scales have hurt me, but they've definitely been a barrier to getting the right treatment sometimes. It's like when a doctor asks me to read my pain from 1 to 10, I feel quite boxed in. Because pain is more complicated than one single number. How do you measure the kind of pain that keeps you up at night, makes it tough for you to concentrate? How do you measure when it affects your mood and when you're not getting sleep, things like that? So when I give it a number, I worry that they're not getting the full picture. And just like Melissa said, having a high pain tolerance, the doctors made it seem like it was something to aspire for when I was growing up. So I always underrated my pain. Even now when I go to the chiropractor and he pushes down on a spot and it does hurt, he says, does it hurt? I say, no, I can take it. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking if it hurts, not the pain level. So it's quite difficult. And I think it's just been difficult for me to get the right treatment because I've not been able to answer that question very well. It just feels very limiting. Yes, I agree with that. I think I feel most ignored by medical professionals when it comes to pain scales because in my experience, I've tried to explain to providers my issues with pain scales and they're like, okay, nodding along. And then they're like, so is is that a five? And I'm like, okay, but did you not hear me saying that like, 
because also too, the pain is different throughout the day. So if I go to an appointment at 8 a.m., it's going to be different than if the appointment was at 4 p.m. And pain is different depending on a lot of different factors, how I slept the night before, how the weather's doing, all of these things that make it even more arbitrary. I don't know that it's explicitly hurt me, but I guess emotionally I hold a lot of resentment. And I think both of what you said counts for that. I think it, it counts if like it's a barrier to your care. I feel like that in a sense does hurt you because it takes longer than to get the care that you do need. What about you, Carla? It's strange because I think it really frustrates my caregivers and my doctors more than anything. For example, I had a very bad injury on the bottom of my foot that did not hurt, but it the inner part of my thigh was on fire. And they kept saying, what does it feel like? I was like, I feel nothing there, but this hurts really bad. And I think it's related when it doesn't hurt where they think it should hurt. They completely ignore the fact that the pain will radiate when you have nerve damage to other places. And it doesn't make sense. And getting somebody to understand that who's never felt it is difficult. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, too, to what I think all of you represented, they are just so subjective. I like to think a lot about how we hear, like, babies cry a lot. And that's because their lives have been so short that this is the worst pain they've ever experienced. Something that probably would never register to us nowadays. They have such a different threshold because they have a completely smaller amount of life experience. So I think, too, as you age and have more life experience, your scale changes, quote unquote, scale changes because the way you respond to pain is different. And I think a lot about how like, so for me, I'm not in chronic pain all of the time, but during my period, I know that is going to be a time that I am in a lot of pain that's predictable. Now, I would rate that pain as a different sensation, a different severity than I would the pain of my dog punching me on accident because he's clumsy and has big paws. Those are so different in the type of pain that I experience that I couldn't even put them in the same category. What do you like to use? So if the doctor's asking you this question and you can get past the just rate it this way, and you can get them to listen to you. What do you prefer to use, if anything, whether it's a scale or whether it's a particular type of communication? I like using the traffic light pain scale, which is basically green, yellow, red, color code your days or the hours of the day. Lucky for me, my all my specialists right now are okay with this pain scale. I was very upfront about the numbers really confusing the hell out of me because I live at an 8 or I was living at an 8 every day. So when they show me the scale, what can I say? 15, 16. In fact, I created a scale on my page on Instagram which rates it according to chronic pain because when you live with this, every day is an eight. And then your flare-ups are much more than that. So that's that scale is useless. So the traffic light scale pretty much helps me to a certain extent. I appreciate that my doctor wants to know the days when I'm not in pain per se, but have symptoms that are giving me just as much discomfort. And this scale helps me do that. All right, Melissa, I know you, you, you stepped out for a second. What do you prefer to use in the place of pain scales if you have the opportunity to communicate further than them just blowing you off like you had mentioned? I've established a pretty good rapport with my primary care provider specifically right now. And she's the first primary care provider I've ever had who I feel like actually listens to what I say and remembers. I think the remembering is a big thing between appointments. I don't have a specific thing that I use 
Instead, it's a conversation each time I go in that's, okay, so it's a little better than it was. And it's less about how much and like, it's more about where do you want to go? Is this good enough? Or do you want to try something else? Because of course, you know, when you try something else, you're taking that risk that it's going to be worse instead of better. She's really good about listening to what I have to say. So I guess the tip there is to find someone who will listen to you, which is not a tip at all because it's really not up to you if the person actually listens. It's a lot of trial and error and just keep on pushing through, which is frustrating. Yeah, self-advocacy when you are in pain or when you're in any sort of position where you're feeling worse than your baseline feels like such a mountain to pass. What about you, Carla? Do you have something you prefer to use? Mine is pretty simple. There is pain I can tolerate. There's pain I can tolerate for a short period of time. And then there is, I can't take this. You have to do something about it now, pain. And that's basically the way I communicate with my doctors about pain. I try to keep it as simple as possible. And that's how I do it. So we had a mighty contributor write about the pain scale that she uses, which she calls the splat scale. And so she talks about your splatus of like how you're feeling. And I wanted to share it because I feel like the Mighty community has really resonated with this. So if anyone is not familiar, I think it's a cool thing to take on if you don't have a method that feels good for you. She does it by vehicles for the most part. So it starts with a moped. Pain is always there, but it's pretty chill today. A Euro car, my pain is holding me back a little bit, but I can do more today than usual. A sedan, just a standard day with this condition. I definitely don't feel well, but I'm functioning. We have pickup truck, which is I can almost get by like a quote unquote normal person today, but everything is a huge struggle and I want my mommy. Tractor trailer, I feel absolutely awful. If it's critically important, I'll do it. The rest of life will have to wait. Freight train, I'm totally miserable and I couldn't keep my quote-unquote invisible condition invisible if I tried. If you need me, I'll be in my bed. And then the last one, asteroid. Zombies are more alive than I am. I will make sure that this story is linked in the description so you can take a look at her scale. But how do you all feel about the examples that she had pulled together? I can relate to each and every one of them, especially I want my mommy because that's how I feel most of the time. I can get by, but I want my mommy. And the scale I created for myself was also very much like this, because sometimes that's the only way we can communicate. And I remember seeing this article on The Mighty that pulled together a lot of other pain scales, creative pain scales that people could relate to. Faces of cats or how you feel, let's say Mona Lisa, some art. I would love for everybody to, to just create their own scales to show how they really feel, because you need to be able to relate to it. I think attributing it to specific tasks you're able to do is a really smart way to look at it. And she starts to go there in that splat scale with, especially with the asteroid, zombies can do more than we, very clever. But I personally would maybe even want to take it even further if I were making my own pain scale for me personally to use that was maybe like, okay, today I can comfortably stand for 15 minutes. So that's whatever on the scale compared to another day. I love the idea of creative pain scales, especially if you can, Shruti and Melissa said, if you can make it to where it's something relatable that they can relate to and uh, like an everyday task or as in the example, 
earlier, anything to make them understand, anything that maybe it's something they could relate to should probably at least help you advocate for yourself. Yeah, I think this really feels like it boils down in a lot of ways to like you have to self-advocate so that there is an understanding, a mutual understanding between you and your healthcare providers because, you know, if they never get an accurate representation of their pain because you're basically not speaking the same pain language, then it's always going to be like a big trial and error versus being really targeted. So I literally love that idea that you all spoke to about like types of tasks that you can and can't do. Do you have any other tips for somebody? I know we talked about creative pain scales. I think that's a great one. Make your own. But anybody, so if they're in that position, what advice would you have for them? Depends on whether you've already built a rapport with your doctor or you're seeing them for the first time or they're just these one of these doctors who say, I'm just going to give you five minutes of my time and just answer my questions. So if you have to use the numerical pain scale that's there everywhere, so use it as a starting point. Maybe say on your scale, I'm probably a six, but it's not about intensity. It also affects my sleep. Or just go from there and say it's a seven, but it's a throbbing seven that sometimes spikes up to nine. Or say usually during the day at this time, I'm at this level and that level but generally maybe talk about your functionality the tasks that it keeps you from doing try and make the language more relatable like talk like how you would probably talk to your mom or your dad or your friend or your partner let them know what it is interfering with and if they're open to it take your own pain scale with you the easiest would be the traffic light scale so if you say i am not able to do this task and this really means a lot to me like whether it's going to work or being there with your child it could help them i love that melissa do you have any other tips yeah so i think that one of the main things that i struggle with that i mentioned before is not underselling myself not underselling my pain and i'm trying to convince the doctor of the level of pain i'm in while also struggling with myself trying to convince myself that i'm there for a good enough reason that I'm actually failing this and it's not something that I'm blowing out of proportion, for example. The tip that I would have is to try sitting with your thoughts, maybe journaling, if that's something you do, maybe art, maybe just sitting in a space and acknowledging your level of pain before you go to an appointment. And whatever it is, writing it down and without judgment from anyone, just by yourself, writing it down, remembering it and bringing that to the appointment. And remembering that you don't have to prove anything to anyone. Everyone there is supposed to be there to help you. Everyone there wants you to feel good, in theory. Just like remembering that you're all there for the same reason and bringing that ahead of time. I think adding to Melissa, it's important to not overthink about underreporting or overreporting. Just talk about your pain as it is and it's okay. It doesn't matter what the other person thinks. I think for me, every time I overreport or what they thought was overreporting, every time that I said I was a 10, I got the eyebrow, the raised eyebrow, and I thought, okay, maybe I'm not that bad because the doctor says a 10 means you should be passed out by now. So again, it's subjective. My 10 takes me to the hospital. Until it gets there, I'm still at home managing my pain and doing everything else. Don't worry about what they might think. Report it as it is. And I know it's really hard, but you have to advocate for yourself regardless of what the situation is. Another better alternative would be to ask for other pain scales. There are like a thousand pain scales out there. Some of them are more standardized. Like Melissa, you mentioned the faces pain scale, the one with the emojis. So they have a lot of pain scales. So you can always ask for an alternative. Do you have any other tips, Carla? In the situation that I'm in, when 
a lot of, especially your ER doctors, a lot of doctors do not understand nerve damage. They don't understand partial paralysis. So you may have to explain to them because you can be in pain. Your brain doesn't register it the same way. I know I'm in pain. I don't know what kind of pain and I don't know how bad it hurts. They get very frustrated and you have to explain to them, look, the signal from this part of my body to my brain is interrupted. That's just the way it is. This is the best information I can give you. So we're going to have to work with that and just stick to that and just tell them why. Thank you all for these tips. I feel like it really boils down to believe yourself and what you're experiencing. And part of that is like, remember a typical person doesn't experience pain. So you might have a skewed perspective if you're in pain more often. So believe yourself when you are feeling pain. Convince doctors that what you're feeling is real, which is easier said than done. Same like doctor shopping, easier said than done. But just give yourself the permission to get the support that you need in whatever way makes that communication barrier go away. Thank you all for talking about this topic. And if you want more conversations like this, subscribe to Chronic and Mighty by going to bit.ly slash spoonyinbox. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-P-O-O-N-I-E-I-N-B-O-X. We'll see you in your inbox. Bye. Bye. Scream if you have to. Bye, everyone.